guests on Kill Me Now. You know, I love all my guests. I wouldn't have them on if I didn't have them. But by the way, welcome to Kill Me Now. This is so special. Like, I can't even tell you how fucking special today's episode. It'll probably be a five-parter because we can't shut the fuck up. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I mean, I could list his credits off, but they don't really do him justice. Tonight Show, Letterman, Comedy Central, Rachel Ray, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, he's... Uh, does over 300 shows a year for the past 38 years 37 38, yeah, 38. 38 yep i don't even know what to say this guy is a fucking legend the one the only joey cole is hey, here I'm here. here i am joey i'm gonna follow that intro this you're i just it's like you're a legend i mean Thank you're you. a legend and you're beloved you're the probably the nicest guy in show business Thank no you. the most generous and you said something that i totally related to and that was that your comedy is based in anger and it's but it's harmless i think you're one of the only people who can take their anger and not i mean like you know me i scream at everyone i'm like what the fuck you're not laughing at my joke you know but you because i'm a fucking two-year-old but you are someone who takes that, you turn it around. It's like G-rated. It's like so relatable, you know? It's right. it's, it's it's a gift I don't think any other comic has. Because I think people believe wow. that they can be angry, that, but then they don't want to offend, so they sort of take it down a notch. But you've yeah. never, ever sort of... I don't want to say take it down a notch. I, I think you've never lost any integrity. You've always been completely honest. You're just fucking amazing. You're amazing. Thank you. I don't I don't know what else to say. And I, you know what? You know, I can't follow all of that. And you, I think you're giving me a lot more credit than I deserve. Shut but, the um, fuck I, up. <laughs> but I listen, all good comedy is ba- based in some kind of anger. Anger, created, sadness, yeah. 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 Something, every, all comics that I know right. have been beaten up somehow. So right. when you go all the way back to when they popped out of the womb, right. something happened. But there's some that I don't think have been beaten up. Like Jay Moore. Well, Has he ever been beaten up? On I don't a, know him very well. But right. I, I mean, I, I think of like these is. white guys who like... Yeah. Have, yeah, have yeah. I'm like, wait, he's good yeah, looking. Yeah. He, I worked with uh, yeah. a guy the other night. He opened up for me. We were up in the middle upstate somewhere or whatever. And he's a he's a pharmaceutical guy during right. the day. And he just got divorced and right. this and that. And he's like, he, he's like, he's like doing comedy part time. So he really had no, act, right, he had no, right. no material. He's, right. all, he's doing all crowd work and everything. And no one wants to see a middle aged guy dressed in nice clothes who's got divorced. Right. Hitting on the audience and having no material. Right. And just, and just you know, but doing Crowd work. It's no, such an entitlement. Gotta, that, like, oh, I could yeah, do that. I yeah, could do no, that. No, they can't. Right. No, they can't. They can't do it. And and I've been doing warm up for twenty five years and stand up for thirty eight years. And um, people think you know, the, the, I get calls from ten comics a week. I want to do. I want to do warm up. You got to oh give, give me give me the warm up. Oh my god. And I go, you don't even know. It's like the Green Berets. You got to. It's not. So when you do warm up, it's not your show. It's you're, you're yeah. The you're butler. the second fiddle. Yeah, you're the butler. You're the rodeo. But clown. there's no show without you. 
Well, you got you got to yeah. bounce. You got to invite them to Judy Gold show. Right. Hey guys, welcome to Judy Gold's world. I'm Not a lot of comics a... can do that well. No, no, and it's very hard. It takes a lot of work. But when I'm doing stand up, then it's my house, and right. I can say and do whatever I want. I can right. be dirty if I want or whatever. You know what right. I mean? So for so for 25 years, <clears throat> warm up during the week, and then um, you know whether it's sitcoms or daytime shows or whatever, even nighttime shows. Right. Every weekend, stand up for the for the past uh, right. 38 years. So that's you what were, I'm doing uh, now. <clears throat> I'm I always go back to the beginning because I am fascinated with people's childhoods and right. what makes them who right. they are. Yeah. Uh, and often people are like, yeah, do we have to talk about that? But everyone fu- everyone has something in their childhood. But you were yeah. you were born in Brooklyn. You grew up on yeah. Long Island. Yep. Born in Brooklyn. Well, my, my father was from uh, Ridgewood, you know. And yeah. my, father, my mother was from Williamsburg. And my mother's Italian. My father's German. Well, right. They're both gone. I'll talk about right. that later on. But they met. Uh, my mother was engaged to a guy for five years. And, he, and he, 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 she said, like, shit, I get over the pot. So she got ri- dumped him. I met my mother. Did my you ever f- meet the guy? No, 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 oh, no. Right. But I did meet one of my father's ex-girlfriends. No way. Came to the friggin' uh, uh, Martha Stewart show was in the audience. No that. way. Yeah, she goes, I, she looks at me and she goes, you know, I could have been your mother. No way. Go, what are you talking about? You, I dated your father before she, he met your mother. But my mother was engaged to a guy and she broke up with him and met my father at some some dance or whatever right. up on Metropolitan Avenue, you know. So, um, so when they, life was simple. Yeah, when life was simple. Yeah. 19, they got married in 1960. I was born in 61. Here I am, 57 years old. That All right, so you grew up in Brooklyn, yeah, and a large... Only mo- one year in oh, Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, then we moved to Long Island. Right, yeah, we went to Long Island, there. and yeah. you were surrounded by relatives. So, well, here's the thing. We were the first family to move to Long Island right. from the city. All right. my, my father's side, my mother's side, everybody was in the city. Right. So they didn't want to come to Long Island. They were right. like, we ain't going out there. It's a right. million miles away. So every weekend, every single weekend, they would holidays, all no, we would go in there. Oh. So I spent every weekend in the city playing playing uh, hockey on roller skates. With Where me, in metal the wheels. city were you? In Williamsburg, on North City. Oh, between amazing. Driggs and Roebling. It right. was my mother's side. We grew up mainly on the Italian side, you know? Right. So, and, what uh, happened to the Germans? So they're just miserable. Well, it was just, no, nah, but they were kind of, you know, it's not, it's, it wasn't as, um, it wasn't as, it wasn't as tight It, it wasn't, they were not warm as fuzz. It warm and yeah, fuzzy. Well, yeah, well, hello. Yeah, hello, yeah. Listen, so, Joy, we go. want you to come to our house. Yeah, and no. you come, yeah. but don't talk. <laughs> so I was, I mean, I was I was close to them, too. There were some, you know, good people, relatives that I had. Right. They, they escaped, you might want to say. Right. And got out of there and came over and That's came, the Jew Bell. There yeah. you go. The Jew Bell. I'm a good Jew, by the way, yeah. too. You know what I mean? I read uh I, I I'm I'm very I'm very um we'll get into this later. All right. But I'm uh, getting into a lot yeah, later. Not, folks. N- yeah. yeah, not uh I'm not religious and I don't right. buy any organized religions, but yeah. I, I follow the teachings of the Torah, the, Cur- the, the read the Quran slightly and the teachings There's of Jesus lessons. Christ. Lessons. Lessons. Yeah. Lessons. So um and every day I live right. by the, I, I believe in a God and right. I, that's who I live for. Higher, Everything good yeah. moves through me, and I pray a lot. Like right. the I whole time here Torah. in the city, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I pray all the way in here. I kept my cell phone off and I prayed the whole way in. Here okay, the what the Railroad. fuck? You kept your cell phone off? Off the whole the whole time. That's yeah. a, that's because right. listen, listen. This is what I do. Dude. I can't take it. It's driving me crazy. The fucking cell phone. I'm I not know. kidding. It's, it's fucking yeah. killing me. Yeah, I like I go. I like I'm like oh I got it. I'm in the middle of reading an article. And I'm like enjoying it, and then I'm like, yeah. oh, I gotta check, but no. Yeah, no, no. I hate no, these things. No. I fucking hate Too them. Many um, you're on Long Island. You're going every weekend. You're going to be with your family, and you and your brother. 
are sort of entertaining them. Is that well, well, how it happened? Yeah. Well, you're close there. What happened is my uncle Ralph and my uncle Angelo, my mother, my father. I had very entertaining. I feel like I should pre- play. Yeah. So, um, so we, my uncle Ralph played guitar, and he's still alive. He lives in New Jersey. My uncle Angelo's in Queens. Right. But I feel like I should have an Italian bell. All right, go ahead. They used to play guitar and tell jokes and stuff. Like our family parties, especially when they would come to Long Island, because it would be the whole group of them. Right. Because they would all they would all come out. Thirty, forty people would come out and my uncle Ralph would play guitar and we'd sing and tell jokes and it was really a beautiful time it was like you, you saw Billy Crystal 700 Sundays yeah, yeah, right? yeah. it was that it right. was, you remember, remember his living room yeah. it was exactly Billy Crystal 700 right. Sundays in the living room and we were all singing and dancing and drinking and eating so we'd sleep over right. it was the greatest thing in the world and I realized that when my uncle gave me a, a, the microphone he gave it to my cousins too I had cousins that became great guitarists right. other ones sang other ones this, did this and right. that who became an actress but they told tell Joey tell a joke so when you give a, a four-year-old a microphone and they tell a joke and you get the attention of the adults. Oh, forget it. Then, you, then you're like, holy shit. You're hooked. I got, I'm, yeah, like I got them. Look, yeah. look, I, they're all looking at me. Right. I mean, it's a good way. You know what I mean? So so I started doing that when I was younger, younger, younger. And then I went to high school and I hung out with a, a, a few people that, you know, a bunch of my, my group of friends right. were all funny people. I right. wasn't the funniest by all means. There's a, there's still a guy named Tom Morano that's a friend of mine. That, yeah, but he's the, not a comic. No, he's a, he's, a, he's a money guy. He's like a Wall Street type or of guy. Whatever. He's, he's boring. A, well, they, they, Billy Crystal said that time, you know, the, the class comedian, uh, the class clown runs across the football field naked. The class comedian's the guy who talked him into doing it. So um, that's that old right. cliche. But that's who I became, you know. And I realized, uh, you know, as I got older, that women liked to, did that to, to when you made them laugh. Oh, you know what I mean? f- so funny Trump's thing. everything. So, so what number were you in your family? It's just me and my brother. I'm older and he's younger. Yeah, you're the oldest. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. 20 months older than him. And were you popular growing up no not really no no not really. very i'm very no, into the I'm very, i was you know the most unpopular yeah, so i was popular and here right. this was me here this okay was no here. one can fucking see that joey uh, well, okay, I'm sorry. I, was, <laughs> I was popular here and i'm three feet away right yeah but you weren't unhappy like you did you no no, I went. I would. We in Bay, I would go fishing. My mother, God bless her, Italian lady, about right. four foot high, and she would. And no matter what we pulled out of the Great South Bay, you was went fishing with your all, mother. Yeah, all That's the time. That's the best. Fishing with mom and dad almost every weekend at the Bay in Shore a boat? Arena. Uh, no, off the dock. We couldn't okay. afford a boat. We had like nothing. We right. had nothing. My mother worked to her fingers to the bone until What'd she, she died. She worked at a plastics factory. She worked at a, a, man, a, a, a textile factory. Right. My father was a, a crane operator for Con Edison. We drove. Ooh. Drove trucks to Con Edison. Right. Very, very working middle, middle, lower to middle class. Okay. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, so, so they would always w- work really hard, but um, she would always like be making the meatballs, yeah. singing and everything. My father was a singer and they would love to dance together. So it was happy. It was super And they had happy. a good marriage. And we, the great marriage, a f- phenomenal marriage. And did you fight with your brother? <laughs> Every once in a while here But and not then. like my yeah. kids who but have I, to punch I realized the at a young age my brother was a little bit crazy. He was right. in, he's a New York City cop. He just retired. He did 25 years and Thank he's you. a little bit nuts. Thank you to him. Yeah, yeah. It's a, he, he's, a little, he's a little bit nuts so I didn't right. mess with him too much and we're still very close to this day. I talked to him twice already today. So, this morning. like, no anxiety, no depression, nothing no, there was. growing up. There was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course there was, because I was, uh, I don't, you know, I, 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 when I was growing up, I looked like the kid from Deliverance. You know what I mean? Look at my face. Look what <laughs> God so gave cute. me. Look what God gave You're me. You're so cute. You're and I got, good, and I got like a big puffy cheeks and everything. I was, I was like, I wasn't the worst looking guy of my friends. I was the second to the right. second to the yeah. Worst but you had the best guy. personality. I was, I was a little bit. I wasn't afraid to be nice to people. Right. But the one thing I learned early on from my parents and from my relatives is that. 
that you just got to be nice to people. And but, I was introduced to the good parts of right. of, 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 of of if you not, I don't want to use the word religion because I don't like right. anything organized religion, and I don't go the the Pope right, and the right. Vatican, all of that right. stuff as far as Christianity is concerned. Right. But um, but but I I learned how to you know the two things just to be nice to people. Right. Uh, early on in my life, and then it, then it came back to you. You know, so I learned that from good people. So when I got to being in the comedy industry, um, I realized the nicer you are, I go, this is a simple gig because I was a foreman on a Lordy Dock at a Time Bread Factory. Right. And I was really busting my ass while I was going to college, right. while I was going into the, not only the Long Island clubs, because where I lived, but I was one of the few comics because Peter Bales told me he used right. to work at the, at the strip with, right. with Paul Reiser and Seinfeld right. and Wolfberg and all of those guys. Peter Bales told me years ago, he goes, dude, this is great, but you, you got to go here. You got to go to the, go to the yeah. city, but you got to get in the car and you got to go on a road. Right, right. So I learned from the best. And back in the 80s when we were going, you, there was a few cities that you could stay in and make a decent living. Right. Chicago, San Francisco, Boston, Boston here, um, uh, around Texas, if you, if you bounce around Not Houston, L.A., Houston, though. Not L.A. Not L.A. was too widespread out. Yeah. And you can go to the state of Florida right. to pick up uh, Bennington's rooms and a couple different rooms right. and one-nighters along the way. Right. So that's the way I, 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 I All right. We're it. not even there yet. No. So um, you're a kid. You're You're happy. Do you feel... Is your do you are, do you feel like you're poor? Do you feel like no? You know, it, no. It, it was your school same socioeconomic? Yeah, for everyone. Same, just about. Yeah. Well, well, there was a South Shore, Long Island. If the people, if the right. kids came from by the water, they were richer. I came right. north of the tracks, so right. my my closer friends were a little bit not. We didn't. We had less, but right. we still did okay. I'm a white kid in America. Right. Hello. You know what I mean? I still so did okay. So positive. So positive. You know, I'm I'm fine. I know you're a fucking great fine. guy. So, so you so. Really, you know, you are... You had a happy life. Like, well, there's no... I was born with my legs backwards. Let's go okay. back to that. My legs are backwards. Okay, how did we miss that? I don't know. I've, I'm, I just got on it now. I just realized reason. my legs were. Yeah. I, my, 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 I was born with my legs backwards, so I had to wear braces till Wait, I was four years old. Completely backwards, like your feet backwards. were facing the wrong way. The wrong way. So they had a. They had a. They no had a, fucking they had way. Put bra- they had to break the legs, bring them back around, take the arches out. I'm, I'm more flat foot than like Fred Flintstone. Right. You know what I mean? So they had to break the arches, bring the feet back around. So from the get-go, I was fucked. You know what I mean? And I, when you go through certain pain at a young right. young age, it's like it's like looking How at a dog. How old were you when you, they did the backwards? From born to four years do old. You, wait, do you have pictures I have, of you? I have one picture of me with the braces on. Other than that, But no baby day, picture when you came right out? No, no, no. No, no, no. And, and my aunt says that my parents got rid of those pictures. They didn't want to be reminded of that time in my life and their life. So there's one picture of me with the braces on uh, as a baby uh, and dressed up and everything. I was like two. You know, so we got the we got the legs back. Do you remember any no, of this? No, but I know my legs my legs are messed up now. When I do three shows at Rachel Ray now, I'm limping right. out of there because I got I got leg problems. That my parents were told three or four times in in their, in my life that they should invest in wheelchairs because he's never gonna walk. And I wow. so as a kid I went, fuck you. So, so I played wait, baseball and football. They and I, never that's so great they that they never, never said, said that Joey, be careful. No. That was Jewish. That was Joey, <laughs> don't, you can't be on no, the baseball I team. I want to hit Italian. the for Italian, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to do an Italian yeah, bill today because go. it's just yeah. so similar. Yeah, yeah. So, 
so, and up until four, you that's when it was completely up until corrected? Four was done, it was completely corrected, and I became like a normal kid. I went to school, public school. Did you, you have know? pain, or did uh, you... Not that I remember, not that I remember, no, no. But then everything everything was fine, normal kid, growing up. Then at nine years old, because we lived out, and the, in the right. picture was the boondocks, at nine years old, not that I want to get on sicknesses and health, right. I get a tick in my head, a tick. Oh, my now, God. Now, I am on a vendetta against ticks. I, I, I raise quails now right. to fight them. I, I, I'm Long Island. I got a tick in my head and I got Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Nobody no was the way. only case in New York. No one knew what it was. So I had n- symptoms of pneumonia. I was dead. I was on my deathbed. My father put his hand on his on no my way. head and he and he because they cut my hair short for some reason. Right. And he looks in my and he sees this thing hanging out of my head and he says, "What is this thing? It's got legs." Doctor sees it. It's a tick. So they they instead of just burning it out, they pull it out. The head lives on. Oh no, my god! The head How lives stupid on. are you? fucking assholes. That's right. So right. the head lives on so they pull that out. Then they got to dig in my head to get mm-hmm. the tick out. But I had a Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever to this day and I'm 57. I was 9. I still have like joint problems and problems what the fuck? from a tick. Wait, so if they ha- if he hadn't shaved, your- if your father hadn't have seen that, forget it? Dead. I was, I was, I had 105 fever no way. for 6 days. I couldn't move. Your I couldn't parents. breathe. Yeah, I weighed like I weighed like fifty pounds. I was completely a mess. That's why I'm a little do you bit remember chubby that? now. And I, uh, yeah, I do remember that because I remember being at home in my living room and sickly. And then I had, a, then I got a, became anemic, and then I did get pneumonia after that. Oh, but to God. this day, I carry that tick. Now I'm on, on a vendetta against ticks because you know, people only hear Lyme disease. There's 43 different diseases right. that this thing carries. It's Rocky Mountain Spot. It's the Lone Star. It's Powassan. It's uh, all of this stuff. Yeah. And and uh, besides the Lyme, so we I'm involved with a guy right now, a biologist Eric Powers on Long Island. We uh-huh. raise we have is he the, Jewish? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, he may be. He, um, he, he, right, he may be. He may be. Right, um, yeah. And so, we, we, yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot with you. I cannot. <laughs> so anyway, we raise. We have the the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts and the kindergartners, the first graders. Right. You remember when you got an incubator when you were a little kid? Oh, let's let's hatch the egg. Right, and right, a duck right, or a right. Chicken, yeah, yeah, and yeah. You take the duck and the chicken. Yeah, you know yeah. what happens? We have them order from Murray McMurray in Tennessee. Bob White quails, who which is the natural predator. They used to be all over Jersey. And they all eat the, all the ticks. They eat their body weight in ticks a day, <gasps> a day. So we have the kids raise them till about you know a little bit, so they're two inches high. That's then we great. put them in a big barn with heat lamps and food and everything. We raise them till they're adults. And every July around between eighth and fourteenth, we let open them these out? barns and three thousand of these things go out to Caleb Smith State Park. Well, now we got the seed program. It's That's on the South Shore. Great. It's we're bringing them. We're trying to get them to Fire Island because Fire Island is loaded with. Ticks. Go to New Jersey. We're going. We're going everywhere we can. As a matter of fact, all the news outlets did a big story about him last year. Wow. So because because. Powers, baby. Yeah, Eric Powers, your connection to nature. Were you good in science? Yeah, really good in oh, science. I, I, science. I like I like biology. I liked all of that Ugh. stuff. Anyway, so I, I digress. All right. So back so, to childhood. Uh, Rocky Mountain spotted fever. Went through my teens. All right. And, so you're having a lot. You did have yeah, shit. Yeah, my, and my but father, you had a strong, strong family connection. That's what yeah. I'm getting to now. Because my father, as much as he worked as, as in Con Edison for as a crane yeah. operator and everything, he made the time to come home and play baseball. With my brother oh. and I. He became the not only our baseball coach, but he came, became the president of Bayshore Brightwood as oh, League for seven God, years. I can't with this. I grew up I grew up on the baseball fields, laying the lines and raking. So you know what I mean. So I raking, like, my like Trump said, we have to do. No, my, don't even Fucking get me started asshole. with that. No, sorry, don't even. Don't All right, even. sorry. But, 
he, uh, oh my God. So anyway, my mother worked in the auxiliary, the, the, the concession stand, and we were all about baseball, baseball, baseball. And uh, it was a great childhood. Then I went to, I went to upstate uh, Brockport State. Uh, Wait, I'm not right? done yet. All right, Lou Costello was your. Uh, I love Lou Costello. That See, was your. Yeah. What I did became, you watch growing up? I, I a lot of cartoons. Bugs Bunny is my favorite. Right. Mel Blanc because he's a, Bugs Bunny is a combination of Brooklyn and the Bronx. The voices. Right. So between that, I'm a big Disney guy because I used to do Wonderful World of Disney and all right. the Wild Kingdom and all of that stuff. I lived in a fantasy world. My my favorite movie to this day is still It's a Wonderful Life and It's a, a Wizard of Oz because oh, you got to bring yeah. people have to remain a child. They have to remain right. childlike. That's the thing that no one Nobody, realizes. You I have to. In this Play. building, I'm down there. There's all these suits on the phone right. and this and that. And it's not even about money. Right. I was on the phone with somebody yesterday. I'm not. I don't want to mention a lot of names, but somebody who we all kind of know and a multi multi millionaire. Jewish? No. Okay. But a multi multi millionaire. <laughs> right. And in show business, and every other word was money. It's, it's over. So, shut it's up. Who cares? Over. Don't you have enough? How do I? Am I going to be all right? For, uh, all right, pal, dude. You could buy a million houses. You, you, you got to. Uh, anyway, anyway, where were we just before I jumped on that? Uh, well, I was saying Lou Costello. Lou Disney. Costello. Okay, so yeah. my heroes are character people: Vincent Gardena, Jack Lemmon, uh, uh, Alan King. I guess right. I Alan love Alan King, King. And who who is from my part of Brooklyn? Right. Who my grandfather was major. He worked for Major. My grandfather was the major Bo's uh, limo driver. Oh, my and God. And Franklin Delano, Delano Roosevelt's limo driver. No way. Time. Yeah, swear to God. So, um, so Alan King, Vincent Gardenia, Jack Lemon, the uh, character people. Are right, my right, thing. right. Uh, Lou Costello. Yeah. I like the short little fat guy and, and, and the character guy. And that's, that's kind of what I am. I mean, right. I know who but I am. But it's so great to be able to... You know, turn on a TV or listen to an album or listen to the radio yep. and go, oh, I identify with that one. Yes. That's that's my sort of type, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because um, all my relatives are that. My Uncle Ralph is that. Right. My Uncle Angelo is that. I mean, these people are not... I, I, and everyone knows one. Everyone everyone knows a everyone Lou Costello knows, or an exact, Uncle Angelo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and you know what? They're <clears throat> harmless, Judy. They're harmless people. They're, when you're in their realm and their uh, aura... Please, I grew up next harmless. to... the. I grew up in New Jersey. It was half Italian, half Jewish. I loved... The, the Italians were like, yeah. come in my house, eat, yeah. come stay, don't yeah. leave, eat more. I mean, you know... People that talked and hugged. Yeah. That's what I do. I'm very right. huggy. And to this point, like, like to the point where it's like, Which you know. The, but, but that's why the German part of your family didn't want you to come over. Well, <laughs> Joy, stop touching me. Go over there. We're Joy, over there. To, okay, Hello, can we get Joy over out there. of the house? <laughs> hey, everyone. You know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which... Yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity and eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 
60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. You went to community college and then graduated from CW Post, correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah in yeah. economics and finance. Yeah, yes, yeah. And I and why do you, why did you say well, a minor in theater? I took a minor in theater. Oh, so okay. so when I was when I was at Suffolk Community College, I was in two plays. So and then Which, I did what plays? Uh, the adaptation and uh, the Real Inspector Hound. Mm. Two, yeah, Elaine May. I did so. Um, and so you loved it? Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So um, because I knew <clears> it was some performer in me, and while everybody right. was remember in college, you were doodling like yeah. things on you. I was I was writing the names of comedians that I I love and I want to meet someday. Right. And I met and worked with almost all of them. Right. So, um, so yeah, I was going to college. I was working part-time at a, an Italian bread factory. And um, and that was it. And at that time, I was going to the comedy clubs that opened up. I started, uh, originally, I did the for Augie's Baking Company. Okay, we're I, going so far ahead. You graduate. Right, I graduate. Are you the first in your family? Yes. Of that, Is that a big, a big deal? Big deal. Like crying? Fact, did your parents cry? Matter of fact... You just, you, whoa, you hit me right there. Oh. Um, my Uncle Fred, my father's younger brother, who was very close to me in a, in a spiritual way, and he he saw, he was uh, he was in the uh, army and stuff. Right. When I became the first one of the family, both sides, to graduate from college, he went way out of his way to make sure my life was going to be great. Oh. He passed away at 42 or 44 Ugh. of a heart attack because he Horrible. smoked and ate a lot. Right. And he was in his pool and he had a heart attack in the pool and he fell and drowned. He was alive for like three months after that with his brain problems. Right. But um, he was very, very close to me. And and everybody was kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, he graduated from God. But my Uncle Fred really knew wow. what that meant because he wanted to be that guy right like in it's a wonderful life right, type right, of the right. george bailey but he he had to go in the army at that point right so um he knew so he was always oh right that's here so me. great that yeah. you had that yeah i i, I have and a, that's I, actually a great way to die yeah what uh a heart attack uh, in a pool yeah yeah <laughs> my father had a heart attack in yeah. the pool and died yeah. too but yeah. i mean come on 
If you're going to go, you're going to yeah. go. And you want it to be massive quickly. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want yeah, the, yeah. yeah. One time I had a, I was in a situation where somebody got mad at a, at a bunch of comedians. And uh, he mm. said, the guy said, I'm, I'm coming down there and I'm bringing my gun. And I said, do me a favor, dude. Put one right there. If you can. Yeah, because I can't. Yeah, with the, I already no had the more. leg yeah, shit exactly. and I had the pneumonia. Tick in my head. Forget it. So, so. You, you graduate college. You, yeah. You're do you know. And then your work, is it Largefield Manor that you worked at? Largefield Manor. Largefield. Where are you getting all this? Oh I God, do. You did more homework I, than I anybody I know. Um, so you work at Larkfield, and they're having that a was the Christmas party. party. At Logie's Baking Company. Yeah, and, and they, I had no act at all. And I, they said, "Come," and you put on a white suit or I something. I put on a wow, holy shit! You know all this stuff. I do research I, on my guests. I really love, I stuff. love my podcast. I put yeah. red velvet pants on, white shoes, red socks, oh. a pink shirt, a red tie, and a white jacket yeah. and a top hat. By the way, I will not wear red again. Just because, because yeah, I, one man killed the whole color for me. So, uh, so anyway, I do this thing, and I'm doing impressions of people that right. Weren't. You had no act, so you just started imitating everyone. I uh, yeah, Marty, first laugh, Marty, first Ru- laugh, Marty Rubin. Like, my friend Marty Rubin, Joey. When is the bread gonna be ready, <laughs> Joey? I need to get it to meet forms hot. <laughs> That's what he would do. So I would did I did an impression was of Marty that Rubin. The first loved Marty like Rubin. the first laugh you got first was big laugh. Yeah, because Mar- then- everybody loved Marty Rubin. He was old. He was right. When he was born, he was 80. Right. You know course. what I mean? Bony. Yeah. And so yeah. he walked around with his elbows up. Yeah. And that was the first big laugh. And then it was all like And then it's out of body experience. Well, like yeah, I it was have all to, these yeah. Italian yeah, yeah, guys yeah, yeah, who yeah, owned yeah. the place. So yeah. they were like, hey, no, he's a comedian now. So I'd make fun of them. Right. A la Richard Pryor and his making right, fun of right, those right. guys. You know? So um, not, not those words, but it's the same type of thing. So- um, so that was the first gig I did, but it was all it wasn't it wasn't comedy club related. It was just doing fifteen minutes at the company right. party. Yeah, that's fine. And I realized, you know what? Maybe I can do this. Then life changed. At the same time, ironically, on HBO, Seth Schultz did a documentary about Pips, about Marty Pips, Schultz, that, Seth that- Schultz, and 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 uh, brother. Uh, uh, George, George, who managed uh, right. uh, David Brenner. Right, right, yeah. right. So he did a documentary. And Pips was a uh, comedy club, Pips by the way. Pips was it. Pips was it. Was it in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, on the water, on Sheepshead yeah. Bay. And it was it was the original comedy club in the country. Right. It was called Folkways Cafe, and Robert Kuyum sang there, and Joan Rivers, and uh, Landisburg, right. Klein. Right. Um, all of them, all of them right. in there on a regular basement, a basis. Uh, Seinfeld, young Seinfeld, Dennis Wolfberg. Right. Bang, 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 oh, bang, bang, bang. Oh, God, bang. I loved him. De- Dennis Wolfberg, nicest De- guy ever in Dennis, the history. Uh, I can't sweetest. even. Uh, yeah, I that's can't. another beautiful thing about this life that I've had is that I can go back to great memories and um and and I had spent I spent time with some of the greatest oh, comedians. I mean, when when I cherish my my Dennis Wolfberg moments, my Richard yeah. Jenny moments. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, he my, was great. All the way up to my Greg Giraldo right. moments. Right. Uh, I can't I even begin Greg, to yeah. tell you. How much it just that means sucks to me. so fucking much, you know. Like, yeah, I was talking about this last night that, you know, I had I went to a play and then we were having dinner in the village and and I, you know, I was lamenting about how you know how like when you used to go out to dinner with your friends, yeah, the waiter or or waitress, yeah, was part of the meal. Was like, hey, I got hey, a guy, yeah. my guy Joe at, at uh, King right. of Birds in Elmont. No more. I go there to see him. Right. Yeah. There's no. It's not like that. You and then me- I was in the village and no. Our generation, like I had the whole AIDS thing. You dealt with the AIDS thing, right? Uh, and then we were. It, it's just a lot of people died, and and it was. A, I had it, relatives yeah. and close friends that, that died of yeah. AIDS. You know, yeah, and it was it was an awful time that yes. you're in your twenties going, yes. oh my, oh well, this is just we die in our twenties, you know. Yes. 
And then I get these. This waiter comes over, and I'm trying to joke with him, and it's like they had. There's no fucking connection no, anymore. No, no one's making a connection anymore. Nobody. It's, That's it's why a lost art. That, when I just walked in your building just now, right? There was a doorman there. And he He's said, the okay, best. Okay, sign in. And I went, right there, I went, nope, boom, that's not the way this is right. going to happen. I said, hey, man, what's your name? And he said, uh, Shay. I think right, he's Shay. a really nice guy. Shay, yeah. nicest guy in the world. And um, I said, did you eat lunch yet? And he goes, no, nah, man, I just, I just had two great slices of pizza. He goes, man, I wish I had one. So I, it was a block away. Get the guy a freaking size I mean, of pizza. You, uh, made him I get, so happy. I get him pizza. The guy, you thought I gave him gold. Right. You know what I mean? So Changes a fucking yeah, person. Exactly. And I walked so, in, and he goes, I walk in, he goes, he was already here. He went out to get something. <laughs> so, I go, he's the greatest guy, right? That's so, what you yeah, got to do. And, yeah. you, and nobody's taking the time because everybody's rushing well, around. Well, everyone's anywhere. on their fucking phone. Oh Look at how many God. fucking followers the they have. The cab ride I just took yeah. from Penn Station to yeah. here, my cab driver, and I was really nice to him. How's your right. day going? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, not that I want to be right. annoyingly nice because that right. pisses people off to him. Right. But I, this guy hearing him scream at people that were in the way. Right. And I was like, dude. So I gave him a nice tip. And he's like, oh, man. I go, dude, slow down. Yeah. We're all dead in a half hour. Right. In a half hour. With God damn it. Uh, that's the you got to get a poster. We're all dead in a half hour. We're all dead in a half hour. Yeah. People quote me as saying that. But, I love but that. we are. It's not about this. Right. Whether you're a Jew or Muslim or right. Christian, no matter what it is, what color you are. No one, God more doesn't. In, more in common than not. And listen to this sentence. Ready? God doesn't care who you come with or on. Right. Nobody gives a shit about your sex when you're doing Right. You know what I mean? It's about this and this. That's right. it. I'm pointing to my heart and my head. That's what it is. Right. Your genitals have nothing to do with it. You want right. to, doesn't matter who you come with and who you have sex and with. And it's not a, it's, it's just about loving another person, there you, you fucking go. piece of shit. Yeah. Right. And if you take the time to love nature too. Nature's the, amazing. Nature's amazing. All right. <laughs> All right, so you're at Pips. Wait. Nature's I, amazing. It is. Nature I is know. fucking amazing, and, and the they're way, fucking killing it. They're fucking is, killing I, Mother Nature. The climate change. Oh, like, I can't fucking. Don't you even, know what's going to be? Yeah, well, we're, I know. We're, I know. <laughs> okay. And, All right, and, so. <laughs> All right, so here you right, are. So I just got out of college, right? right no, you're at Larkfield. You do the thing. You're like, I can do stand-up. That's Northport. I did stand I can but do stand-up. Let me go to Pips. Let me, you let me went see. to Pips well, before first Eastside? I saw, no, yeah, yeah. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what happened. I see the documentary that Seth did. And Seth and George and I right. became friends, and, and I met George before he died, and Marty, the oldest son. Right. So, um... I I I, le- I learned about this. I said, and I said to my parents, I go, I think I could do this. Right. I think I could stand with a mic and do it. I've done it. And what did, what did they say? I'll be you. I'll be you. My mom, dad, I think I could do this. You, if you think you could do that, we'd be proud of no matter proud of you no matter what you did. Oh my god, I love yeah. them. So whatever much. whatever you did, but you got our support <sighs> to the wow. point where I would come home from gigs in the middle right. of the night and I'd have a note. The comics on Long Island used to call me the Angel of Anxiety, right? Because I was always you know yeah. when I was younger I was bouncing. Oh, because you've not you've changed so much yeah. since then. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So, so <laughs> I, there was a note on my door one time, and because what I would do is I'd get up early in the morning, I'd go to college, I'd go to college all day, in a change in the car to go to the bakery, and I'd be a former and a loading dock in right. the Tainbread Factory. 100,000 loaves. It was a factory. Right. 100,000 loaves. Do you still love bread? Love bread. Love and bread I know a lot too. about it. Yeah. Especially about Italian it? About it. So, <laughs> Italian bread. The crust and the how much yeah. yeast has got to be in it. How much do you hate gluten-free pe- free people? Go I ahead. I hate that. Yeah. hate that. And I don't even like semolina. I like right. a nice a nice yeah. loaf of Italian bread. So, um, so we... So I did. I would get up, college, Italian bread factory, and then change in the car again and go to. You could yawn. Go ahead, yawn. Yawn. I, it you was. It yawn. wasn't. It was like There's a. There's no air in here. Now. No, I know, but it was. More. So so anyway, then I'd go to the comedy clubs, and I'd go to Eastside Comedy Club. Now here's where I saw God, Richie Minavini. To me, is I'm doing God. a Jew for there God. There you go. Yeah. Good. Um, 
I find out, not only do I find out about Pips, but I find out about the East Side Comedy Club. And I, Which was on Long Island. On Long Island, Huntington, Long Island. Richard Minavini was the owner, and everybody used to work it. Eddie Murphy was there. Bob Nelson, Rob Bartlett, Bobby Collins, and Jackie Mason was there all the time because he knew, he knew Richie Minavini. I went in on an audition night. Uh, Rick Messina was a bartender. Tony Camacho was a bar oh back. Oh, my God. They were, and Jeff Sussman was a bus Oh, a my bus God. Boy, yeah. Right? These are big. Uh, if you don't know who this is, these are big. Uh, Look them up. Heavy names yeah. in, in show business, especially Long Island comedy. And Rick Messina manages uh, Tim Allen and, 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 mm-hmm. and Drew Carey, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I go in there one night, and it's on audition night, and Peter Bales is hosting the night. And I go in there, and I and I, and I I say, can I, can I get my name on the list? Can I go up? I, I think it was a Tuesday night, Tuesday right? night or Monday night or something like yeah. that. It was Monday because the Long Island Laughter Company used to do it and Rosie okay. was in that with Bob Nelson yeah. and and, uh, and Vinnie Mark and okay. that. So anyway, I, I got on and I said, and I, and I learned early on that you just tell talk about things that piss you off. You know right. what I mean? I did five minutes. I come off the stage. At the Timber Factory, I was making $65 a week because I was getting paid $3.90 an hour, a minimum wage. Richie Minavini handed me a $20 bill for coming off stage doing five minutes. Wow. And he said... He said, you were great. Can you come back every week and get on this audition night, and we'll see if we can get you in the mix. Not only those words resonated with me, but the fact that I had to work all week carrying 100-pound bags right, of right, flour. Right. I was in the best shape of my life, but flour and dirt and f- every I was a mess. And this guy, a $65, he hands me a 20 cash. Okay, I'm going to... S- I saw God. I have to say something. The... The fact that you got, like, I, we have to explain to, to people, you know, people think, oh, you make so much money. First of all, we still make $20, $25 per set during the week. For 15 minutes at the right. city clubs, yeah. At city clubs. It'll go anywhere from 20 to 50 Yes. Depending on the club. Yep. 50 is really high yep. for a weekday set. Yep. Still, still. So, that's number one. Yeah. Number two, when I, I remember, I remember the east side and, and, um, and no one would play, pay the women, which was so, except at Comedy U Grand in Soho. Yep. They had a Thursday night, and they paid us each $5. The yep. fact that you got a 20 fucking dollar bill from him, was God bless him. amazing. God bless him. And, and unless, unless they put together a woman show. Right. Yeah. It was, was always like, women could not go on, and it was a special event. Yeah. And, and I was around when the groundbreaking, at a groundbreaking time, when Bernie Young, who was marrying... I mean, oh, ma- I love, ma- I love Bernie. Sh- Shirley Hemphill. I'm still right. very close to Bernie. Me too. He managed Rosie and Shirley Hemphill. Right. He was managing Shirley Hemphill. Right. And when Shirley Hemphill came to the east side, she, this woman, does not get the credit for breaking right. down barriers. B- black, uh, women, right. uh, every barrier right. was broken down by Shirley Hemphill, and who, who Rosie... Uh, emulated, um, yeah, emulated, uh, yeah. admired, right, and f- from Bernie Young, exposing her not only in the clubs but putting a person on the stage who's not afraid right. to talk about every little right, fucking right, thing. Right. About yes, here I am. Here, I, I could talk about right to my fart not, jokes, not my afraid, shit jokes. Not afraid. I could do political jokes. Yet here I am, and look who's saying it. Right. Look, look who's look who's talking right. to that. And look who's microphone. making you laugh. That's right. Hello. So. So I was around the clubs at that time at Eastside Comedy Club. Richie handed me the 20, and then I said, I'm coming back every week doing this. So I, it made me write. It when did you write. get into the rotation? Um, it only took a couple of weeks. It only took a couple Amazing. of weeks, and I was in the rotation to do an audition stuff. And then I was picking up one-nighters. At that point in the 80s, it was one-nighters everywhere. You know, that's Top what people don't Huntington. understand. Like, I started in the, I started right after you. You're the class before me, but because um, it's like you and Roe and, you know. Right. And 
I was, you know, like you, I think we have a similar work ethic. I also was like, I got to go everywhere. I got to go everywhere and get on stage and get on stage. And yeah. the 80s was the primo time to primo. be a comic. I remember I would do happy hours at 5, 6 o'clock down on Wall Street. Yep. Then yep. go to an Indian restaurant on yep. 43rd Street, you know, with a bugs out. And then go wait at another and club. And book your own side room. Right. I, I, had, I had my own back rooms of right. restaurants that weren't being used. Right. I said, we, I want a full wall list. Right. Uh, how much you want? Give me $200 for the night. 200 I charged $10 a head. Right. I get 100 people in it. That's my $1,000. Right. I paid my friends. I still walked away with two two fifty. Right, right. And you were actually one of the honest ones. But yeah. it was a time, and I remember I used to go out to, you know, because a lot of the New York comics wouldn't go to the Long Island. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. You know, you, you, I can't get 20, 25 minutes. Like, yeah. that's fucking amazing. And I'd go to, um, remember Jimmy's Comedy Alley? Of course. Uh, the, I got story. We, uh, I don't know how much time we yeah, have. Yeah, we have but a lot I, of time. I got to, okay. Okay, so, so you get in the mix, and you're like... Uh, you're really known as a Long Island comic, but you did start coming into the city. I was um, doing city rooms. The only one I did not do was the comic strip because right. Lucian Hold. I, I auditioned with uh, with Joey Vega. A bunch mm -hmm. of us auditioned one right. night. And uh, I, I, first of all, let me let me let me backpedal all a little right. bit. I was I was I was going to Eastside Comedy Club. Right. Then I I still didn't lose Pips. I still wanted Pips. Right. So I called Pips and I call I, I talked to Marty Schultz. Bing. And I and I, I and he said, well, where do you work in the city? I said, well, I do Long Island stuff, but I do, he goes, right. nah, when you get a city club, let me know. I know that's so annoying. Call the uh, then I call the Improv night to forty fourth. I get not silver, but I get whoever was working right. for silver at the right. time. There was a guy named Larry, or Lenny, or somebody like that. There was Whatever. a guy, yeah, and silver. And so I, yeah, so I call them, and they say, well, where you work in the city? I said, I well, know. nowhere really. I said, well, when you get a city club, uh, and, and it's then fine. once you got a city club, it's like, oh, you're working there. Well, Don't come I to lied. our fucking club. No, yeah. Well, this would happen. No, right. just the opposite happened uh -huh. to me. I, I I lied. I just got on the phone with with Marty again, and I go. He goes, "Where are you working?" And I go, "I do the improv." He goes, "Okay, then come on, come down uh, on Wednesday and do a set, and we'll take a look at you." Right. Call the improv. Where are you working? I'm doing sets of pips. Right. I come down on a Tuesday, right. and we'll put you on. I lied to both of them. Got sets at both places. Wow. Now I I shied. I I I worked the improv, the original improv, but I was so intimidated. I was so when I walked in there. Yeah. Not only had Richard Pryor done live and smoking right. a few years before, but when you walked into oh, the improv, forget it. It was it, it was the the ten Mount Rushmores right. Right. of the greatest comics right. in the world, and all of them, by the way, of note. All of them paying homage to Richard Lewis, right? Because Richard Lewis, people don't know, is was the guy. Is right. the guy. I mean, I'm talking and the nicest guy. The nicest guy, and everybody. Seinfeld, Riser, uh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David, Larry David, and Boozler and was on last week, and and love you know, her. and she talked a lot about yeah. about uh, yeah, yeah. And if you went to if Whatever you went if you went to I can't catch remember it was, his name now because uh, I'm so he is Richard Lewis Richard Go Lewis ahead. yeah so so and if you went over to catch it was all it was all and people don't know these names I know it was all about Ronnie Shakes oh Ronnie, I remember Ronnie Shakes was such a great yeah. comic yeah uh, Tonight Show Tonight Show Tonight Show. 
dies greatest, on, dies running on the at a, a fucking gig in yeah, Ohio. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you never know when your number's yeah. up. So when I and Wolfberg was there too. Wolfberg was yeah. well. Everybody was Belzer there. was everybody there. Everybody was yeah. there. Everybody and the music acts. Benatar there. used to go. Oh yeah, it was the fucking and, uh, Mario Joiner. Oh and everybody yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, oh, Bert Mario Joiner. And, um, and Ron Darian took me under yeah. his wing. Oh, and yeah. Abby Stein and right. Adrian. Oh yeah, Adrian Tolsch. God bless her soul. Yeah. We're on here. This is basically a comedic thing. Right. But people, um, they go, oh, I want to go to a comedy club. They don't know who they're going to see. Right. They invest in, in invest in this history that we have. Right. No one's ever wrote a, a good book about what we've done and we've witnessed. Right. And no one's ever done a good movie. Punchline was the closest thing. Right. And that wasn't even scratching well, the, the surface. The funniest part of Punchline was when- Lockers in the fucking- Locker room! Lockers. And I'm like, There's what never- the fuck? Locker room? I've sat in bathrooms waiting to go on. <laughs> Fucking like, the, oh, here's the office, yeah. and then the bathroom's right here. You can sit in between. And like Kitchen, in kitchens yeah. and yeah. fucking shit. You don't oh, have any oh, idea. The rainy night house right. in Queens when, oh, when fucking Lenny Schultz comes back, and he's got his girlfriend, and me and this guy, uh, Anderson, uh, Scott Anderson, from right. are opening up for him over there. And we go back, and in the, in the, it, was a, it was a broom closet, a literal broom closet. And Lenny comes back with a friggin' squirt gun with milk in the thing, and he hands the gun to... to Shoot the tits, shoot. You know about that thing? He hands the gun to Scott, and we're, we're, shit, right. we're shitting ourselves. Right. And Lenny's going, shoot him. Shoot oh, the, my God. She goes like this. Boom, boom, boom. He's shooting, he's shooting her breasts with the thing. I go, Lenny. He goes, funny, right? Funny, funny, right? <laughs> Lenny, please don't kill me. I'm a comedian. Right. I just want to do 10 minutes and get out of here. And oh I my see God. Otto after the right. week Otto, after. Yeah. Otto said, did he have you shoot the tits? You know, like, so anyway... Uh, I'm, I'm digressing. I'm getting no. Over, so you, point. so you're doing both clubs. You're doing, and then you go on the road as well. Correct. I'm but, doing. I'm doing. I'm doing pips. I'm doing city clubs now. I'm banging around. I don't know if I'm not even sure if Caroline's is open. Dangerfields was right. there. Uh, who's on first? Yes, was there. I love that. Any little back room in the right. city. Any little back room around Brooklyn. Prime right. time. Prime time on Fourth right. Avenue and 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 Bay Ridge. Remember right, prime right, right. time and uh, any little room you could do. We're driving everywhere. I had a 1985 Nissan Sentra because my other cars broke down that my right. cousin co-signed for me. And um, having a car by the way was a key to getting work how to and road work yeah because once you realize it's philadelphia and there's boston right I had, and the catskills yes yeah, and the catskill yeah. and the catskills yeah. I, uh, uh Malzy lawrence yeah used to put me the pines oh, yeah once a month right can you come up and mc at the right. pines and and uh browns whatever side rooms right. they had before they were closing up um mark barris rest his soul he died right. in a car crash jumped me in up there and i got to meet lenny and panette and right. and um, all the boston comics jackie right. flynn and all of them and they jumped me into the boston scene then then i i, I gotta actually go to chicago with nick carmen right who was front who was living here at the time but he connected me up to aj delantini and bill gorgo and a lot of those guys in chicago so i got to go to chicago right. and worked that i actually drove to Cleveland. I slept in a, in a cornfield. I drove oh. my because I wanted it so bad. So we right. called Shoemaker from Philly, right. and me and Steve O. You remember Steve? Oh o, yeah. Right? He's Steve Oaks now. He's he's semi-retired on, in California. Oh, we're, we're still like this. Yeah. And um, me, him, and Melvin George, and, and oh, and, I love Melvin. And bizarre. And at the time, yeah. it was Dave Feynman and Freiberger and John right. Rice and, and all of us. Andy right. Prestano. We would all be hanging out. Hal, um, Hal, and uh, Hal Spear, another guy. Yeah. And, um, so um, a lot so of women we, in this group. By yeah, the way. Yeah. I know, right? Well. 
Patty Rose Bowen right. and I are still very good friends. And so is me and Carol Montgomery right. are still very good friends. And Carol, I was working with, at Pips with a lot too. Yeah. But um, so anyway, I, I jumped in the car and I, I, I picked up one nighters on the way to Cleveland because I wanted to work for this guy Dino Vince. Turned out to be a big, you know, Coke club yeah. all, the clubs were all about uh, a lot of cocaine and right. clubs. So I stayed, I stayed clear of any kind of right. pot, any any kind of drugs right. or drinking or anything like that. I once I realized you could drink for free. I said this is gonna it would kill right. me. And right. I've seen people go. Woodsy was a good friend of mine. All of those people. Yeah. So I've seen it work against you. So I pulled the car into a cornfield. It got dark, and next morning the sun came up. I backed the car out of the cornfield and drove all the way to Cleveland wow. just to get an audition set, right. which I wound up I didn't want because he didn't even pay me. I did right. ten minutes. He goes, all right, if you can get back here once a month, I'll give you a spot. But it's oh, only like forty dollars. Fuck you. I can't do it. And then you drove back. Drove back and realized that you know what? I can, I can, I can stay make, here I and make a living. Exactly. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. How did you become close with Rosie? Rosie and Rosie, and she, I, she, she was Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, and she didn't have a car. Sometimes she right. didn't drive. Rosie came from, and you used to her, sing in the car. Oh my God, we used to sing. Nobody sings like Rosie. Right. She, uh, I got turned on to Broadway because of Rosie. Right. Of course. And, and yeah. we both had a lot of similarities because uh, my mother loved uh, uh, Barbara. Barbara Streisand and her Hello. mother loved Barbara. Yeah. So we would sing. We would sing in the car the whole time. Like you know how comics talk about gigs and how we got. Yeah. We would turn the radio oh on and just sing the whole time. Same. You know, Plus, I just posted a video yeah. of me and my girlfriend Elisa, mm-hmm. uh, and it's me screaming right. at some fucking bitch right. who came in the HOV. Lane, right. with, and she's the only I one. Saw per- yeah, I saw it. And Joe Mulligan writes. Uh, brings back such memories. <laughs> the amount of car rides with with my guy comic, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it was. Just, I, yeah. I did. I, I actually had to go to Utah, Utah, Iowa, with Joe Mulligan years ago. Yeah. We did. We did have Bruce Willis and Demi Moore owned a town called Haley, Iowa. Oh my god! And we did the a place called the Mint. It was horrible. Ugh. And every sign in the store said "Congratulations, B and D and B and D." It was so freaking tacky. I but, hate that shit. But he, right. he knew him anyway. Now, so, Rosie, you you were like headlining. Uh, no, 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 no. You were no, middling. No, no. I was I was an MC. I only middled for three months of my whole career, and I'm going to tell you, you why. You went from MC. I know, I know why, but you'll tell everyone else why. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, okay, so you're MCing, and then, and but Rosie at this point is headlining. Rosie's headline. Yeah, and yeah. you're driving her and opening for Rosie, her. Yeah. Rosie didn't have any TV credit. The only right. thing she had was the Star Search thing right. at that point. But Rosie was so strong yeah. imp- imp- doing improv and right. so relentless on stage. When you talk about, I mean, years ago, Carol Leaf told me when I worked at the original right. the original Treehouse, yeah. when um, I was working with, uh, I think I was opening up for Elaine Boozler. Right. And Carol, uh, Carol Leifer came to see Elaine right. Boozler because she's friends with Jeff. Yeah. Sussman. So anyway, they, they, um, they, we were all there backstage. And I got to pick Carol Leifer's brain a little bit. Right. Who's, uh, t- to me, is just. Oh. 
Great. Nobody better. Yeah. She explained to me vulnerability. This is before I took right. my acting classes with Joanna Bexon. Right. I, I, she explained to me how you have to be completely vulnerable, right. which is what I, one of the things I admire you. From the, from the moment I met you, and it, oh, you know how you, when you see somebody, you fall in love right yeah. away? I fell in love with you oh, right away. It joy. only took, it really took, and there's certain people that, that, that you have that. Um, for, and another thing, when you wanted me to do your podcast here, I, this is this is a career. I'm not, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. This is a this is a major thing for me. This really means oh, a lot. Because I, I fell in love with you in the first five you. seconds I saw you. Because I saw a totally vulnerable, relentless person <laughs> that had nothing. You were fucking braveheart. You were, and I and I'm standing there and I'm in the back of the room in shock, like going. You can do that? <laughs> Not only you can do that, but those laughs are stronger laughs than everybody else in the room has been getting. You can get a, here's a laugh, here's a chuckle. Right. But when you do, when you come at, at an audience, not harmfully, right. but, it, it, but you come at them, you stand your ground, you hold your ground, you, and you step to them and challenge them. And do it in a funny way, and then it, it elicits a whale of laughter. Right. I said to myself, "That's what I want to do." And you were one of those people. Oh, you, thanks. Jenny, uh, Nelson, when he was doing right. his characters like that. Um, you know, but people say to me, well, "Who are my biggest influences?" I say, generally, I say three Richies and a Dom. Right. Richard Pryor, Richie Minavini, Rich Jenny, and Dom Arrow. Oh, Dom, the Dom, best. Dom, Dom is. I was on the phone for an hour the other day. He. He's he it's, he doesn't even come to the edge right. of the stage like you do. He doesn't even right. You know there isn't fire coming out of his nose. He leans all the way right. back, almost frigid, right. and he listens to those laughs. Right. Now, if you're if you're a good comic and you're a scientist and a wordsmith, you will figure out no matter how much time it takes, how much work it takes, right. you will figure out what it takes to get to that level. Right. That's missing now in general. Oh, not to, not absolutely. To, not to put any, I don't want to be a millennial bastard yeah. or whatever it is. You know what I mean? But that's missing now to a certain extent in because it's so watered down now that they don't they get a laugh and, and they're out. You know, there's also this this fearlessness, and it's like if I open myself up, you know, they'll trust me more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you. Like, I, I would write a joke that I thought was funny. It wouldn't get, I'd be like, come, come on, go on. Where are you yeah, fucking yeah, kidding? Yeah, I was yeah. such a baby. Yeah, about, yeah. But it was on it. Like, it's about the Honest. honesty. Everybody right. shits. That's it. Because they're so afraid to be, you they're know. They're afraid to make themselves vulnerable. Meanwhile, yeah. when you look at it, the ones that are the people in the society that are most attractive are the ones right. that are vulnerable. Right. They're the ones and that are fearless. Exactly. Yeah. You have to be so, fearless and vulnerable. So you're driving around with Ro. So you MC. You, you I would bring her to person. Uh, Richie had a club in, in, in right. Pennsylvania at that time. She, she, so I would drive her there. Yeah. I would drive her. We did a, a gig in Connecticut. We did a gig in Westchester. Yeah. Uh, Camacho had uh, Wally's and. Right. Right. Deep in New Jersey somewhere, and I would drive her there. Or, and, but at the same time, doing gigs with her at Eastside right. and Chuckles and whatever. Right. I mean, one night, one night at Governor's in Levittown, I was emceeing uh, uh, Rosie Middleton, Jen Leno clothes. Oh my god! So that was like a monster set. Right. They had no idea what they were seeing right, at that right, point. Right. You know, so um, so so that was going on eighty four. You know, I started eighty eighty one. So um, I kept banging around the one-nighters, picking up rooms here and there, going to college, to the Italian Bird Factory. Um, you know, so I, uh, I was doing that. And then in, in 1986, I get a gig. You want to go there? Yep. 
1986, I get a gig called Comedy Stop at the Trop yep. down in Atlantic City, and um, and I'm and I'm remember finally that? remember the I, condo, remember yeah. it all. Oh yeah. my God! But this condo was actually the first one they had because it was it was where the Golden Nugget's not even. I don't even know what's there now. It right. became it became the Golden Nugget. Um, was like near it anyway. There was. Uh, condos and they, they they're on an angle. These two buildings yeah. that are on an angle to they're all the way to the right on the boardwalk, and where they put you was one of those condos. And it was me and the other two comics, Adam Leslie and a ventriloquist guy who had a, who had a duck. And I was emceeing, and it was my first real road gig. And my right. my mother used to my father didn't like to gamble that much, so my my mother would get on a bus by herself from Long Island, ten dollars in free chips, right. go by herself, play the slots, get back on the bus, and come back. Right, because she but she was like Atlanta. Atlantic City's a big, right. if you ever get to Atlantic City, I got to work Atlantic City, Comedy Stop the Trap. I was emceeing, and um, so I get the gig, and it's a real, now I'm in show business. Right. Because uh, even amongst my family, because I have an aunt that, that up until recently, she looks at, she would look at me and go, so you got this gig going on the road. Yeah. They put you up. So unless, so unless they. Oh please! My mother used to till the day she does. You getting paid? No, yeah. mom, yeah. I'm not getting paid. I'm yeah. doing it yeah. for free. So, so yeah, go ahead. If, if they put you up, you right. were somebody. Right. So anyway, I get this gig. I'm Atlantic City. My parents are really proud of me and everything. This was uh, the uh, October 18, 19, 18, 19, 20, because my birthday is on the nineteenth, which was a uh, Friday night, Saturday mm-hmm. night, something like that. I don't even forget. Nineteen eighty six. This was. So I drive down. My girlfriend comes with me, who's now my wife, and. And she's staying with me in the condo. And it's a beautiful condo. I remember Dolly Parton was wasn't below it, us. Wasn't it a three... Three, three levels yeah that condo yeah it yeah. was like a level and yeah. another level with yeah. the headline I got yeah and then, and then there would be we had yeah, separate yeah. bathrooms and yeah. everything so I remember Frank Sinatra had a condo above us and Dolly Parton wow. was below us right and it was really a big deal to the point where I wanted to show my parents. Right. Con- you got to see where they're putting me. I only have one room in the right. place, but at least they're putting me in a place. Yeah. So anyway, uh, she came with me. She stayed with me, and we did we did shows all week. And then and now the weekend here is so my parents come down to visit. Now um, we we uh, we. we we had breakfast the day they were leaving. They came to see me on a Friday night, and they were in the audience, killed. I had a great time. Just emceeing, you right. know what I mean? My 15 minutes and five in the right. middle. And then I bring up the ventriloquist, bring up this guy, Adam Leslie. He's a comic. And then and then he, uh, and then he then the next night, uh, next morning, Saturday morning, we uh, have breakfast, and we walk the boardwalk, you know. And then we went and had ice cream. And then it was like mid to late afternoon, and I said goodbye to them. They got in the car, and they packed up their stuff. And they were like, all right, I'll see you home. All right, I'll call you tonight this and that so we go back and um, we have dinner my my wife and I with girlfriend at the time and then we wait get changed go to the show show starts and I do my 15 minutes up front looking right at the seats where my parents were sitting the night before and I do I do um, I do my 15 minutes I bring up the middle act and backstage a call comes to Bob Kephart who is the owner of the club right. and uh he gets the call that my parents were in a very bad car accident. I remember this. And um and I and and uh so he look he puts his hand over the phone. It's my mother in law calling the back of the club right. saying, uh talking to him. Everybody's hysterical. My girlfriend's there, she's hearing everything. And at the same time as an MC, I hear in this ear, that's my time, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Joey Cola. So I just get the news that right. my and it, the call said that one of them was probably killed. So now I, I and you didn't know which one. Didn't know which one, and I jumped back on stage because that's all I knew. That's right. all I got is my my balls and my act. That's right. all I got. 
I jump back on stage and I got the five minutes I'm doing. It's it's modular. It's it's, it's right. five fifteen here. This modular bit and the bit was about my mother waking me up one morning to find out what time I had to get up. Right. I did the bit looking at the seats that they were oh, in the God. night before, and I I didn't I don't know if I did the whole five minutes because it's all a blur. Right. But I know I did some time enough to go, ladies and gentlemen. Here's your headliner, Adam Leslie. I brought him up, jumped back, and then I just stood there like this. So my wife was like, come on, we got to go. We got to go back to the condo, pack our shit, and get home. And I had a little Nissan Sentra four-cylinder right. uh, that my cousin co-signed for me. We jump in the car. I go back. But my wife said, listen, my mother said that your brother said, don't go to the hospital. It was on Route 110 right. in, um, in Amityville. Um, don't go to the hospital. Things are very bad there. Just come right home. Every, there's a million people at the house. There's relatives. There's friends. Right. It's it's the middle of the right. night now, so we get to the house and uh, we, we get we get out there and I don't go to the house. I go to the hospital. Oh, There's my course. mom. Yeah. My mom is uh, banged up. She's alive, but her eyes are fl- flapping up right. and down. She's not there. Her body's alive, but right. her mind is. She's not there. She's got tubes in everywhere. There's still blood everywhere. So I flip and lose it, and then uh, talking to the doctor and and she's in a coma. So my father's four stories up in the in the hospital, and we can't tell him because he's in bad shape. Right. What's going on? So anyway, my wife drives us home. We go back to the house. Relative. Did you see sleep. your father as well? Uh, no, no. Okay. No, he he was still like kind of knocked. That was middle okay. of the night at this point. It was gotcha. like two o'clock in the morning at this point. Go home. A million people in my house. Relatives. Which is the last thing you fucking yeah. need. But, well, everybody yeah. from the city. It was at my house. Right. Everybody from all over the place right. was at my house, and all my friends. Now remember, I'm young now. Right. I'm 24, 25. So I got. High school friends, college friends, neighbors, right. like everybody, and we were like the mayors of the right. of the neighborhood too. Like my, my brother and I had parties. That it's five thousand people. Right. We if you had a good speakers in your truck, we'd take the truck and back it into the yard. Right, right. But it was like crazy. Anyway, it was a lot of people in the house. So um, she's in a coma. We can't tell my father. Long story short, that was my birthday, um, and then she, she waited till the twentieth, and then died at one o'clock in the morning on the twentieth. And then my brother and I had to bury my mom without telling my dad. So the whole time he was like, "How's mom doing?" We're like, "Oh, mom's doing good. Mom's doing good." Meanwhile, oh we're going God, through the whole that's funeral. Just a fucking it was the worst of the worst thing. It was my worst nightmare come right. true because remember, we love our angel of anxiety notes on right. everything. You know, my mother was. If a, if a newspaper boy came to the house and was cold without a hat, he left with a hat. Right. That's that's what well, I grew that, up around. You are you are her. That, that, well, thank you, thank you. You are. It's the biggest compliment I could ever get. But my father was like the same way. You know what I mean? Like like he would. He didn't. He was. Uh, he was like. Uh, I mean, we we think of German and we make fun, but he was a very good-hearted right, man. Right, right, right. Uh, he didn't see race. He didn't see. He didn't see anything. Like when he right. coached little league, I remember there was this kid named uh, Curtis Jackson, uh, and, and we were growing up, and he was. Uh, he was. Uh, had some. Uh, um, Mental issues? Yeah, challenge. Yeah, yeah, challenges. So, and we went, We I remember him taking me and my brother and my mother and some other kids through a really bad neighborhood. You know what I mean? Not, not bad neighborhood, but it was an African-American neighborhood right. where we really didn't feel uh, comfortable or welcome. Right. But we went to their house and brought them food and had a barbecue there right. for that. And I was like, holy shit. Are you dad? What a great guy. Dad, are you nuts? Are you right. out of your mind? He goes, it, it, just, uh, it doesn't matter. Right. We're here. 
I like these people, right? And this is what this is what whatever happens is going to happen, right? But I'm putting good in front of it. Let's lead with good, right. and then if bad happens, we'll deal with it. Right. And that's the way my parents were. You know, they they led that way. You know, even the Germans, my I could, the German side of my family is more Italian and right. actually have more more Jewish traits, right? Than than yeah. than anything. That I could. Well, they uh, probably have Jew in them. Um, I bet you they do. Yeah. I bet you they do. So, so anyway, I, so that I remember. Happened. I remember this. Whole, I mean, this. Everyone in the comedy community Every, knew even this. Even Dennis Miller, because yeah. Shortly oh, after no. that, no. He's not shortly after that, I opened up for him at then, Fordham University. I had a. He he got to the gig, but then I had to drive him back. I'm driving him back. He was part of Saturday Night Live. He um he even mentioned he goes, dude, you're the dude whose mother yeah. just died, right? And I, I explained it to him, so everybody knew but about. But I the. Rosie really took me under yeah. her wing, too, at that point. So that was a big thing for all of us. And, I mean, more, more not even compared, comparable right. to you. But I was always, when I had heard that, I thought, he probably feels so guilty. You know, yeah. the guilt. Yeah. Had I not been working, had I not, like, the questions and the shit. And it, They came to see me in Atlantic right. City. And if they I weren't th- there, it wouldn't have happened. But that, then I, I realized that it wasn't my fault. Right. What, At all. Zero. Turns out my father was epileptic and really didn't tell anybody. So he had some seizures before that we knew about. Right. And he said he was cut off, but he had an epileptic seizure and uh. crashed into a tree on the side of the Sunday State So Park, they like, could have been driving in the... Could have yeah. been anywhere. But the thing, that, the real thing is, is it was my mother's time. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Whether it's a bullet, a bus, a flesh-eating disease, OJ jumping out of a bush. Right. When your time is up, your time is up. What? How do you think that changed you as a comic? Uh, it... Again, now I don't want to sound macabre or anything like that. I can't explain a strength that came over me. I at that point I was emceeing. Then I first of all I was gonna I was in bad shape because at that point people go, "What can I do to help you?" I said, "I'm having problems sleeping. Bring me a a bottle of Nyquil. Can you bring me some Nyquil?" Yeah, I had ten bottles of Nyquil in my bed that I was drinking. Right. When I say drinking, I mean yeah, like like someone would drink a bottle of water. Boom. So I wanted. I was self sedating. Right. That was it. That was it. Because my mother and I were like this. Right. I mean, like really, really close. Every my world revolved around cooking, and she taught me how to cook. She taught me life. My father did too, but my mother and I were very, very close. So I said, that's it. This is it. Now it's just figuring out how I'm going to get out of here and, right. and when, why, when yeah, and that's it. Yeah. And then I can't explain it, but something came over me and overwhelmed me that um, I, it just, I, I felt the uh, strength of... Uh, I was looking out my dining room window, yeah. which is where in the house where my mother would cook and all the food right. would go. And after she passed, my aunt was at the house, and uh, we were looking for this spoon, and we couldn't find the spoon. And all of a sudden, my aunt finds this spoon, and we were like looking for the spoon because it was all decorative right. and innately. That's my mother's spoon. Like, right. And again, I don't believe in any kind of uh, right. psychic or any kind of bullshit happening, but there were certain things that happened. But more importantly... The sunlight was hitting me in a different way. I, I started to notice uh, more things about right. like nature and people and look in, look in, right. look in, in, right. in. Up until then, that really didn't happen. Right. I, you know, I really looked between your eyes and, and discovered 
us as individuals right. and us as a people and then us as a planet. And then I tried to apply or figure out where this one life right. can can add to whatever this is. Right. And then it, it, for some something told me your thing is making them laugh. Right. No matter what bullets are being shot, no matter what drugs are being right. done, no matter who's hating who, you have this thing. Your job. Where you could pull them into, take their minds off that, right. and maybe pull them over here for a little while. And if you pull them long enough, maybe they'll resolve whatever right. they got going there. So, you know, it's interesting because, well, that there's a whole Jewish, you know, the whole yep. Jewish religion, tikkun olam, yep. is healing the world, yes. which is what we essentially yes, and do. and self-healing also. And I remember, um, I also felt strong, you know, the strength I think I got after my father suddenly died, right. I was 27, um, it was, I remember nothing ever from that point on had an effect on me on stage. Like when someone, because I would get, you know, I, I love to talk to the audience and I'd yeah. be like, oh, what's going on? And people would be like, you know what? You know, I remember once I was at the comedy store in L.A. and I'm like, these people I saw were you talking. Shit at the Ice House. Uh, that was insane. <laughs> but I, I said to, um, I said to this girl, I go, "What are you guys celebrating?" They're like, "Oh, well, she um, has cancer. She's getting her leg removed tomorrow." And I'm like, "Oh, all about you, isn't it? You know, like I just made up this." Whole, and I, it was because when you go through something like that, you know that there's nothing you can't laugh at yeah and i think that you know makes you yeah. sure i mean i've had people to i have uh, you know i my i had a group they were out the mother just died yeah. they're like we're trying to laugh and yeah. you're asking us questions yeah. i'm like oh you know but it's like it's like you're in a club of yeah. of like oh i get this i get that life goes on yeah yeah and that we don't have to ignore it and that yeah. we don't have to not talk and we can laugh and that nothing you know what i the mean the quicker you could put down the i want to be cool situation right and realize it's not about being cool it's about be making a connection right that's that's the fish now you're on the fish right don't forget to tune in next week to just kill me now um or, it's just kill me oh don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just, just Kill Me. Now. No, no, Judy no. Gold's no, Just Kill Me. Just kill me now. Just kill me now. <laughs>